My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined as always by professional better Raheem Palmer. We're breaking down the Wednesday slate. This is the workshop on buckets covering the NBA. Want to let you know that if you're betting the NBA this season, you want to download the Action Network app. It's an award-winning app that lets you find out where the money's coming in, where the bets are at. You can track your own picks, do analysis on your own picks. You can get up to the second information on where the lines have moved. All of our analysis, props, picks, everything. Follow Raheem in it to get his picks nightly for both NFL and NBA. Also, make sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Action Network network of podcasts. I never know how to say that. Uh, you've got the Action Network podcast where Brandon Anderson, Raheem Palmer, Monday and Friday, including the Hot Read, great, great show. You've got Stucky and Raybon with Sunday Six Pack on Thursdays. You've got The Favorites with Chad Millman and Simon Hunter on the Volume Podcast Network. You've got Wondergoal, Wonder Goal, our, our soccer podcast. You've got the Daily Fantasy Flex, and of course, Big Bets on Campus covering college. If you love college basketball as well as the NBA, you're going to want to check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast. All right, Raheem, we have a slate. Uh, I asked you what bets you were looking at. You gave me one, and then you said, we're going to have to talk through these. Has the slate got you? Is this a tricky slate to you on Wednesday? I don't think it's necessarily a tricky slate, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, yeah. you look at the Brooklyn Nets. They're playing tonight against the Golden State Warriors. They play tomorrow. They opened as 13-point favorites over the Cleveland Cavaliers who are missing Evan Mobley. And we don't know if they're going to bench any guys. So that's a game that I'm either going to – you're looking to either play Cleveland on look-ahead or you're going to stay away tomorrow until you get the injury news. You look at Lakers-Bucks. That hasn't opened. Pelicans heat that really hasn't opened. There's a nine and a half on the heat that really hasn't opened. The um, Washington Wizards, Charlotte Hornets, they just opened that at minus two, but there's no total. And I think like there's so many games that just haven't opened. Obviously, Luka Doncic isn't playing because of an injury, so that hasn't opened either. So we're just kind of we kind of work with what we got right now, but there's not a lot of certainty right now. Well, I mean, I will say this: one of the advantages of us doing this early is we do get ahead of the lines. Like I've, I've, I've been on the right side of closing line value since. Like after talking to you, I was like, I have to get some sort of number. Like I have to be able to come up with some sort of number on my own just to be able to determine where I think the starting point is. And I've had killer closing line value. Now that hasn't always translated to to winning the bets. I got to be sharper on those, but I feel at least better about getting the best of the number. And I do think, you know, you've advocated for um, the morning after as kind of like a spot where you can hit these numbers and. I want to ask you about that. Do you like being able to see where the numbers have been hit and then reacting afterwards? Or do you want to be ahead of that movement? It, it kind of depends on, on like what I'm trying to do. Like a lot of times with totals, I'm trying to hit them before somebody else. Cause I know that I'm in a competition with all the other betting syndicates, but I, at the same time, I do like to be able to see what other people in the market are thinking. So it's, it's, it's kind of like a fine line between Moving too fast and moving too late. You want to be right in in that nice Goldilocks spot. I hear you. Yeah. All right. So one game that you did say that you want to start with, and we'll start there, um, is the Boston Celtics visiting the Atlanta Hawks. They are four and a half point favorites in the app as we write this. There was a four on the board earlier. So this is moving a little bit in the Hawks direction. The total is 
214. No, uh, that opened at 215. So it's down a point already. Um, where do you like on Hawks Celtics? I like the Celtics in this game. And, you know, when I look at my model, I make this closer to a pick. Obviously, the, the Hawks have done really well at home, but this is not a defense that I really, really respect right now. And you, you look at the Hawks, what are they, 27th defensive rating? Over the last two weeks, they're 29th in defensive rating. When you look on the other side of the ball, the Celtics, they're sixth in defensive rating right now. The last two weeks, they're just giving up 97 points per one of possessions in their nine garbage time minutes. I think they finally found something. And I think you have a game where the, the Celtics could actually steal this. This is the last game of their road trip. I know the Hawks have performed well at home, but they are going to be missing DeAndre Hunter. Obviously, the Celtics are going to be missing Robert Williams. But I'm not that high on this Hawks team this year. So I know this is your team, but I just – I think Trey Young getting to the line less. I think Nate McMillan hasn't necessarily playing the rotations in the manner that I would like to see him play them. He's playing all bench units at times, and bench is not really as strong. So I'm going with the Celtics here. So I, I was high on the Celtics preseason, and I actually like them long-term. I may buy – I'm going to see where their division odds are at, and I might buy a mm-hmm. little – based off of that, just because this is like the lowest point. I think this is the worst that they're going to be. They had that moment on the road trip where they're like, we got to play faster. And the offense since then has played a little bit better. Uh, But DeAndre Hunter, I think is just a massive injury for them. I think he's such an impact player for them. There's guys that are production and there's guys that are impact. He's an impact player. Like he's a big determining factor of whether or not a team is like, whether that team is able to get the stops that it needs. He helps on the offensive end. He helps in all of the kind of units uh, I'll let you know, like I have the Celtics as like a big favorite in the spot. Now my, my numbers are all based off of like half court and transition data. And it's not built mm-hmm. off of priors. Is you, is your number for this one built on priors or no? If like I have two different numbers. So with it built on priors, I actually have the Hawks minus one, like 1.2 with it, not built on priors. I actually have it a pick. Okay. So I've got, I, I love, I like this pick a lot. I'm going to be on the Celtics here. The Celtics basically look better than their record is kind of like where I get to is like they're to me, their numbers project a lot better than what their, their overall record indicates. Like as a good example here, like the Hawks offense. So here's like a good example of, of how I'm struggling. Like I've got their half, their half court offense in this matchup projected for the Hawks at only 87 points. That's well below like a standard average. Like they are, their offense has really been struggling and if you give me a the Celtics as a dog in the spot versus a team whose offense has been struggling, I like Boston. Boston's very erratic. They had they give up like one massive run a game, but overall, like they've been a lot more solid. They went three and zero against the spread last week. We covered that in Market Busters, which you can watch here on the YouTube channel. Um, but so I, I like this. What do you have the total at? Because the number's two fourteen. I have this total at with no priors. I have a two twenty three. Yeah. With so priors, I actually have this at yeah 222. So it's around the same. Yeah. So I've got, uh, you were talking about that's, that's what six points of value there. I've got it at 217. Um, I think the over has value in this spot because of the kind of uncertainty of Atlanta's offense. Like that's the only reason I'm like a little hesitant. The, the reason I, I'm still probably going to play the Celtics is even if the Hawks are better than what my numbers show them to be, because they've improved a little bit, you get the loss of Hunter. And then you've got um, the fact that that gap still doesn't make up for the differential in what I'm showing. Like even if the Hawks outperform offensively, which I think is kind of like the most likely path for them to victory or recover, um, 
I still think the Celtics have a good chance of being able to hang in there because the Hawks defense hasn't been good either. Like, I think it's important to note, you know, Atlanta right now, uh, number four in uh, half court, I'm sorry, number four in adjusted offensive rating. So their offense is picked up, but they're 28th in defense. So this looks like a lot more of like a high scoring game. I, I don't know. I kind of lean towards the over a little bit more than just the side on the Celtics. Now that I talk about it. Yeah, that is, that is, that is quite interesting. I think one thing that you have to realize is like the Celtics, they play the Cleveland Cavaliers the other day. And one of the things they struggled with was their bigs and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Now you look at the way Clint Capella is playing this year with him on the floor, they're giving up 119 points per one of possessions. This mm-hmm. guy hasn't been the same guy that we've seen from him in Houston and his time last year in Atlanta, where he just was a defensive force. So I think the Celtics won't be hurt by their front court in ways that they were hurt by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I, I really like the Celtics in this spot. Actually, there was an offshore book that actually opened this at plus six. And <laughs> that was a really bad line because it immediately got beat down to plus four. Mm, okay. Uh, so we just opened at 215 and moved to 214. But 83% of the early tickets is very early in the process. It's coming in on the over. That's probably indicates like one big bet came in and that moved the line down. And there's probably some variance at book to book. I mean, like I I said before, the Celtics have been the number one team in defense the last two weeks. Okay. So that could be the reason for it. But I do think this total is really a little low. And obviously some of those numbers are skewed by playing the Cleveland Cavaliers and they played the Toronto Raptors. So, but I mean, they've held, they held the Miami heat to 78 points. Yeah. But Miami's half court offense is also a disaster. We know yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. But you know, Atlanta's hasn't been great. Okay. So you still like the side better than the total. Yeah. I like the side a lot. Too. All right. Uh, let's go to another one. Let's go to uh, my favorite team to lose money on. And that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, my Timberwolves, not Brandon Anderson's my Timberwolves. This is at three, the last I checked, and the app right now, it's down to two. Minnesota is down to two, so there's been some movement on SAC. 60% of the early tickets is coming in on SAC. Uh, open 224.5, it's down to 222.5. I will let you know as just like a starting block, I have this all the way down at 216. I've already bet the under on this. I think that this, this number is good to 220. I think that this is overrating the impact of Sacramento's pace on this game. Uh, what do you like in this, in this spot? Honestly, I like the spot for Minnesota. Like, I I think they've been playing really good basketball. When you look at the Kings, they've been in a total tailspin. They've they've pretty much lost. They they beat the Pistons the other day, but before that, they lost four in a row. Um, Pacers, Suns, Spurs, Thunder. And I I just think the the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're really due for one. They played a great game against Phoenix. They had a five-point lead with three minutes to go. And then Christopher... Paul and Devin Booker, they just close the game out the way they always do because they're one of the best, they're two of the best in the game that's hitting mid-range jumpers. But like I I I just love this spot for Minnesota. They've been at home for a while. The only thing that concerns me is that Minnesota, they they struggle in transition. But I mean, this Sacramento Kings team, they can keep them out of the half court. I think they have a real shot. And I think there's a reason that they were favorites here in this spot. So Minnesota's four and nine against the spread. It doesn't feel that way. <laughs> like, yeah, they like, just that doesn't match up with like how it feels. And like I've bet them, and I've hit on I think some of the like two of those four. Um, I don't know, like, and they they've lost some some heartbreakers. Like that Grizzlies one, I'm never gonna get over. Like that's the worst beat of the year so far. 
is oh, Grizzly is, is Wolves plus six had a lead final minute. Uh, they come they the Grizzlies come all the way back. The Wolves tie it on a, a Towns fadeaway three. They go to overtime and they lose the cover. I was oh god, I was heartbroken on that one. Um, this is I not one I want to bet now. I think this is one I would want to wait on to see how many people take the Kings and if I can get a smaller number. Like it's it's moved down from from minus three to minus two. Maybe we can get a better number than that. And I think if this is at you know. I, Actually, I think a one and a half just popped up. Ooh. So I, I, yeah, like so a one and a half popped up, and I think this is a buy low spot for Minnesota. Yeah, I've got the Wolves as significant favorites here. Um, I've also got this like a really a really low scoring game based off of the defenses of both teams. Like the Wolves half court defense has been solid. Like I have the Kings projected at eighty five points, um, eighty five points out of half court here, which is a really low number. I think this number. I will just say, like, I like the under a lot more than the side, if only because it feels like the Wolves are cursed right now. Like you said, like they hung in that game with the with the, the Suns, they were right there. They they cover, but they can't because of Jay Crowder missing a free throw. Poof, thanks to Jay Crowder, but like <laughs> they they can't they they're not beating the good teams, they're not beating the bad teams. They don't have any sort of consistent win profile. Um, what do you have the total at? I actually have the total at two twenty. Yeah, two twenty one. Okay. So we're both on the same side on the, on the, the total as well, but you like the, the side a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to probably take the wolves. <laughs> like I, I like betting the wolves. I keep betting the wolves. I don't know why I keep betting the wolves, but I do. Uh, especially with this is with the way this is moving. I, I am going to be very curious where this is in the morning. If this is moved to one and a half one, I'm going to come back in on wolves money line. If this comes back and in the morning and it's past the opening line of three, I'm I'm sitting. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Um, I went ahead and bet wolves, and I bet the under. This is one I've already got two bets in on. Um, I, I am nervous about it, just from the perspective of the. These are two erratic teams. The Kings and the Wolves are two erratic teams. They have a profile, but it's a profile that's like cloaked in chaos. So it makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. Let's go to one more game. Um, let's go to Bulls Blazers. So the, the Blazers look like one of the worst teams that I've seen this year on Monday versus or on Sunday versus the Nuggets. They looked lost. Dame comes back on Monday, like Dame to the rescue, rides in as a Calvary. They get a win over a Raptors team that honestly, Raheem, I'm still not sure is good or not. I do not know if this team is good or not. They get the win. They get the cover. Like I bet the Raptors because I was like, I will definitely because that, that was before Dame was back in. I was like, I will take the I will take any team as a dog versus the Blazers uh, with how I've seen them and then Dame played. And I was like, all right, I'm willing to live with, with Dame suddenly playing in this one. The Blazers are two and a half point favorites versus a Chicago Bulls team that became just the second team in the league this season to sweep the Hollywood duplex. That's winning both games versus the Lakers and Clippers on a road trip. They beat both of those squads. That's a tough ask, not because of the strength of those teams, but because of all the distractions that hashtag LA nightlife affords. Chicago's locked in right now. They're playing great defense. Explain to me. I have, I have this uh, bulls minus five. How is this? What do you have this at? I'm sure you have it closer to the line. I don't think the, the Blazers should be favored here. If we take away numbers, I don't think Portland should be favored in the spot. I don't think they should be favored either. I have them bulls minus 2.93. All right. Let's so, go. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not quite understanding. I think maybe this has to do with the loss of voyage and, and he's, Obviously, they got to go against um, Nurkic. Maybe, you know, they're they're the bigger team. And I think that's the one thing that was disappointing about that Lakers game is that I thought it would be a game in which they could go inside Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and really be able to dominate. But it just appeared that the guards were just too much for the Lakers to handle. So 
maybe that's that's the issue here for the Bulls. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, we do the YouTube show. So we're recording this on Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. You can catch on YouTube on the Action Network page. Just follow our social channels and you'll see it. This move from minus three to open, it's down to two and a half. The money's not pouring in yet. Like we're very early on this. There's less than 200 bets, but like, you know, the, there's no been no significant bet that's come in and moved it in a, in a major direction. It is down to half a point. I would expect this to be closer to pick them by morning. If it goes the other way, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Like if you wake up tomorrow morning and this is suddenly blazers minus four, if it goes back a point the other way or three and a half, how do you read that? I'm going to read that by assuming that there's some really sharp money on the blazers. Cause that's the only way this line is going to go up. I okay. think you have 95% of the public right now, all on the bulls or yeah, obviously it's early in the process. But there's, there's just no way I could see this line going up unless there's some significant sharp money that just believes in the Blazers. And obviously, they might be the deeper team at this point. But like you said before, the Blazers look like one of the worst teams in the league. And I'm, my, first, my natural incl- inclination to think is that that Monday, Monday night game said more about the Raptors than the Blazers. Yeah. Obviously, the, the Raptors, over the last two weeks, they're dead last in defensive rating. And yeah. one of the things that we thought the Raptors would be would be a tough defensive team. And you look at the, the fourth quarter, they, the Blazers came out on an 8-0 run and pretty much put that game away and yeah. had, the, had the Raptors chasing points the rest of the quarter. So that's not going to happen with this Bulls team. They're locked in. I, I, I'm leaning the Bulls here, but my numbers really like the under on this game. I can't understand why this total is so high. Yeah, I'm in the same spot. What's your number at? 215. Yeah, I got 210. So, like, I've got mine's mine are always gonna be a little bit more off than Raheem's. Trust Raheem's. I'm just using what I've got. Actually, when I, when I look at my priors, it's at 219, which I think is probably the better number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think here's the, here's the risk, I think, is that Portland's offense is so drastically underperformed. Like, Dame was terrible to start the year, and then he was out. And then, like, last night, they put up a big number, and we can, we can say that the Blazers' defense wasn't good, and that's fair. I do think the, the West Coast road trip gets harder and harder and harder, right? So this is kind of like, I, there is that part of me that looks at this as a, I'm concerned about being a trap spot for, for Chicago. Like everyone's talking about Chicago. It's a bit, you know, if, if we look at it from NFL terms, it's like the Cowboys coming off of a big win being like at home versus like the Broncos, right? And, and I think that's underperformed and doesn't look great. And then, you know, obviously it goes the other way. I don't know. I... I still like the under just because Chicago's defense to me just keeps proving it. They yeah. just, they keep proving it over and over again. And I can't, I don't have any sort of indicators from Chicago side, whether it's expected field goal percentage or anything else that leads me to think that they can't hold the Blazers, you know, with this number at 221, I, I can't see a, a spot where they can't hold um, the Blazers under, you know, what 110? I can I, I see that they can hold them under that 108. So I don't know. I you know, you know what the concern is for me? Because I think, I mean, obviously the first game of the road trip, Steph Curry scores 40 points on nine of 17 from three-point line, 15 of 24. Game is a similar type small guard yeah. in that same manner. And why can't he exploit this Bulls team in that same manner? Yeah, I will say if Vujic, I'll say this is if Vucevic was playing, I probably might go the other way. I might at least go towards the over a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
based off of that factor of Dame being able to play it without Vooch, they're playing a lot of different coverages and pick and roll. So the Blazers or the Bulls will blitz, they'll switch, they'll trap, uh, they'll play zone. They've played a little bit of zone. They've dropped in fair amount. Like they don't have a big right now. They don't have a center. So they're just going to make it up as they go along. They do. They are able to apply such defensive pressure on the perimeter with where Lonzo balls at defensively in Caruso. Like that helps, right? Like getting over the screen is easier, but they don't have any way to stop Nurkic. But on the other hand, like Nurkic is pretty much useless this season. Like he's yeah. not playing well. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about this one. I'm going to go ahead and say that I still like the under a little bit more. I think the more we've talked about it, I kind of think the side might be a trap. Yeah, I'm leaning that way too. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and we'll pencil in under and we'll lock in under. Let's lock in the under on this one and stay away from the side. Um, before we go, I usually give out one that I'm looking at. I My biggest edge is on the under in Cavs Magic or Cavs Nets rather. Can't trust it. Uh, Cavs without Evan Mobley. Uh, Jared Allen was sick. Um, they Evan Mobley's hurt, Derek or Colin Sexton's hurt. They're really banged up, and the Nets have been a totally different team than the first 10 games of the season. So I can't go that way. Uh, I will instead pivot and I will go to um Magic Knicks. This is another game that you said you kind of wanted to talk about. The side on this one is the Knicks are huge favorites in this spot. What do you have the side on on this game? I have the side at Knicks minus 12.24. Okay. So a little bit of an edge to New York. For some reason, my numbers are always favoring the magic. It's like an inherent problem I'm trying to solve with my model. Like I'm trying to adjust for it. My model just keeps being like, no, the magic are pretty good. And I'm like, you're lying. That is not accurate. That is not the truth. What do you have the total at? Because it's 209 right now. I have this at 210. And I, I like I'm leaning towards the over just because to me, I think these are two over teams. And here's the thing. I'm struggling with the the Orlando's offense. What you look at the Knicks, their perimeter defense is a complete mess. Like they're 29th in opponent three point frequency. They're allowing 42% of attempts to come from the three point line. But then, you know, these teams are actually hitting. It's not like last season where they just kind of had this voodoo thing going where teams were taking wide open jumpers, jumpers and missing them. This year, they're just teams are just lighting them up from three. So when you look at the Magic, they take the six most most attempts from behind the arc. So I think this is a matchup where if the magic gets hot from three, this, this game's going to soar over. And we all know that the, the Knicks are going to be able to score in this matchup. So I'm leaning over here. I just kind of need to think about this a little bit more. Cause I just don't understand why this total is kind of dropping. There's actually some two Oh eights in the market. Yeah. I'm going to fade this team. I don't care. I'm fading this team. I think, I still think the market is getting affected by the, the undertrend and teams are still hammering it. Austin, Austin that works with us over at Action Network had some great data that basically shows that the totals are starting to regulate, that the edge was still on the unders up until last week. And it started. And now like I now I will say it, I think we've seen the regression. Right. I think we're ready to start. We, we jumped on it too early two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm ready to, to start hitting the overs. Um, yeah. They were profitable last night. I'm expecting them to be profitable again. Like I'm going to go ahead and lock this in as the best bet on the over. I've got this upwards of 217 versus a 209 yeah. line. So. I, I think this 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 what you. I think the best way to handle it is kind of wait to the morning, wait for this to drop a little bit more. Because I mean, I think it's it's going to it's going to continue to drop. At least you know one book has 208, one book has 209. There's not a lot of books open on this game yet. So I, I think one of the things I'm trying to to look at here. So I've got the Knicks right now pegged at 109.5 on the team total. Mm-hmm. Right. So that gets me most of the way there. That means that I can have a little under 
uh, a little under 100 for Orlando and still hit the over. If I can get a lower number, I think that the Knicks can carry most of this number. Like, oh, yeah, they, I, I definitely think, agree. Because that's what I did last night with, with Kings Pistons, and that one sailed over, was I had the Kings covering the number, like more than half the number themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 and that's what happens. Like the Kings put up a huge number, which that allowed it to go over. So I think that's where I'm going to put this in on. I don't want to play the team total because the Knicks are a little inconsistent with the starting unit. Orlando games are eight and six to the over. The, my only concern is Orlando has these stretches where that like they will start off a quarter and be good. They'll be good. They'll have like 15 to 18 points at the six minute mark. And then they go a solid four and a half minutes without scoring. And I'm watching the app and my soul is dying. It's painful. <laughs> so these teams that are tanking, that are sorry, rebuilding are always in that kind of spot to have these droughts, but I'm going to go ahead and lock that in as my best bet uh, over two, 209 right now for the Knicks magic. I agree with Raheem. Wait till the morning and see where it lands. I don't think this will go higher. This won't go high enough to where I don't think there's value on the over. I'm going to go ahead and hit no matter what the number is. Um, so to recap, we're on Bulls Blazers over 221. We're on Wolves minus three. God save us versus the Kings. We're, 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 we're kind of waiting for that one because I think it's, there's a one and a half in the market. So we're, we're, we're trying to get we're trying to get Wolves minus one and a half, too. It's actually two in the market now. There's no threes anymore. What's the buy point? The buy point's one and a half. All right. Wait for the one and a half. Yeah. If, if they don't, if they listen to this and they don't see a one and a half, like what's the, what's the more, what's the point where you don't think there's value three and a half. Um, if it, if it's at three, I, I'm, I'm not buying. I think, I think at minimum, I want to, I want to like two is good. Like two is okay. good, but I really want a one and a half. Here. All right. You've got to have it under the open of three. Okay. Yeah. And the final one, you like the Celtics. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's my strongest pick for the day. On like the, the road, four point dogs versus the Hawks. That's your Wednesday workshop. Make sure to check out all the great content on actionnetwork.com. Download the Action Network app right now. You can track Raheem's picks. We'll have these picks up with a hashtag Wednesday workshop in the pick segment. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode on Friday for happy hour of buckets. Thanks for joining us.